Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Okay, pop quiz for you. You ready? Think in your mind, think of a work by Mark Twain. Lock it in. Everyone got one? Raise your hand if you got one. Okay. Raise your hand if you thought of Huckleberry Finn. Okay. Raise your hand if you thought of Tom Sawyer. Okay. Raise your hand if you thought of The Mysterious Stranger. Okay. Nobody. Okay. All right. Not many fans of The Mysterious Stranger. How about this one? I'm willing to bet that very few of us, perhaps, maybe, I don't know, maybe one or two of you, thought of the biography he wrote on Joan of Arc. Raise your hand if you knew that he wrote a biography on Joan of Arc. Two of us. Nice. Okay. Yeah, few people know that he wrote a biography on St. Joan of Arc, and fewer people still know that he considered that work his masterpiece, his best work. It's amazing. He spent 12 years researching her life, and he spent many months in France doing archival work, and he had made several attempts to write this piece uh, that he scrapped, but he finally had it together and he told the story. It is exquisite. It's amazing. It's, uh, it should be good summer reading for you, his work on Joan of Arc. What I think is amazing about her, what I think is amazing about him in this work is that despite Mark Twain's own antipathy towards institutional religion, I mean, you might expect him to be very critical of Joan as this Catholic. I mean, certainly you'd expect him to be highly critical of the bishops or the theologians who uh, were condemning her. But he gives an incredibly balanced, beautiful, beautiful presentation of her life. Listen to this. This is from uh, the piece itself. When we reflect that her century was the brutalist, the wickedest, the rottenest in history since the darkest ages, we are lost in wonder at the miracle of such a product from such a soil. The contrast between her and her country is the contrast between day and night. She was truthful when lying was the common speech of men. She was honest when honesty was, was become a lost virtue. She was a keeper of promises when the keeping of a promise was expected of no one. She gave her great mind to great thoughts and great purposes when other great minds wasted themselves upon petty fancies or upon poor ambitions. She was modest and fine and delicate when to be loud and coarse might be said to be universal. She was full of pity when a merciless cruelty was the rule. She was steadfast when stability was unknown and honorable in an age which had forgotten what honor was. She was a rock of convictions in a time when men believed in nothing and scoffed at all things. She was unfailingly true to an age that was false to the core. She maintained her personal dignity unimpaired in an age of fawnings and servilities. She was of a dauntless courage when hope and courage had perished in the hearts of her nation. She was spotlessly pure in mind and body when society in the highest places was foul in both. She was all these things in an age when crime was the common business of lords and princes, and when the highest personages in Christendom were able to astonish even that infamous era and make it stand aghast at the spectacle of their atrocious lives black with unimaginable treacheries, butcheries, and bestialities. Have I whet your appetite enough? It's so good. It is beautiful. 
Pope Benedict XVI, back in 2008, in a meeting with the clergy in the Diocese of uh, Bolzana Bressonone, he said that for him, listen, he said that sacred art and the saints are the greatest apologetic for our faith. He called the saints a great luminous trail on which God passed through history. Like, this is what I was thinking about, Joan of Arc's life, centuries ago. Like, the very fact that Mark Twain wrote this book and wrote it in a way that he did is such a powerful testimony, testimony to what Pope Benedict had said here, that, that even to an anti-Catholic, anti-institutional author like Mark Twain, the life of this young French virgin martyr saint, like her life, it radiated such a magnetic, irresistible luminosity that he couldn't help but being captivated by it, right? He couldn't help but be compelled by her. And friends, this is why the world needs saints. This is why the world needs saints. What we want to do, what I want to invite us to do is this day in this Mass to beg the Holy Spirit to multiply in us the courage to surrender again to Him, to be utterly given over to the King and the guardian of our souls like Joan was, to let us to lay down our arms and to, like she did, to pick up the weapons of vulnerability and self-surrender, to become like this martyr army of the 21st century for the greater glory of God. Like Joan herself, right? Joan herself, as if calling to us from heaven, she's saying to us, she's encouraging us and praying for us today. She's saying to us what she said of herself, do not be afraid. God is with you. You were born for this. That's Joan of Arc. Pray for us.